Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 238 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading both Psalm 46 and 47 today and our focus is on dangerously misinterpreting the Bible plus the question, does God protect us from all trouble? And I got to tell you a little bit of warning here at the beginning. Maybe just an alert, a soapbox alert. This tends to be a soapbox issue for me, the whole misinterpreting the Bible thing. So I'm not going to try to be too loud and out there on my soapbox, but bear with me just for a moment. I won't rant and rave too much. Well, this show is not about ranting and raving. This show is about the Word of God. And every day we read through one or two chapters of God's Word and we talk about it. We seek to understand it. We ask questions of the text and most of all, we seek to follow God's word. So I want to encourage you to invite other people to join us on our mission of hearing and following God's word on a daily basis. Do please check out our website, Bible2021.com. You can subscribe to the show there, send us a question or a comment, and every episode has its very own transcript. Even though our focus is going to mainly be in Psalm 46 today, I'd like to open us up by reading Psalm 47, and let's just take a moment to worship God. Psalm 47 isn't particularly complex uh, or multi-layered. It's a short, sweet, and wonderful call to worship. So may it call our hearts to worship as we listen. Psalm 47, for the choir director, a psalm of the sons of Korah, clap your hands, all you peoples, shout to God with a jubilant cry. For the Lord, the Most High, is awe-inspiring, a great king over the whole earth. He subdues peoples under us and nations under our feet. He chooses for us our inheritance, the pride of Jacob, whom he loves, Selah. God ascends among shouts of joy, the Lord with the sound of a ram's horn. Sing praise to God, sing praise, sing praise to our King, sing praise, sing a song of wisdom, for God is King of the whole earth. God reigns over the nations, God is seated on his holy throne, the nobles of the peoples have assembled with the people of the God of Abraham, for the leaders of the earth belong to God, he is greatly exalted. Amen and amen and amen. Well, Psalm 46 contains a verse that I have seen misinterpreted quite a bit. And when I say misinterpreted, maybe I should say I've seen it taken out of context a ton. In fact, you can go buy mugs and t-shirts and all sorts of uh, cute little things that have this verse taken out of context quite a bit. Now, I will say it's not on the top of my list of Bible verses that are wrongly applied or wrongly interpreted or taken out of context. That honor goes to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which we've discussed before. That verse says, For I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Now look, this is a wonderful promise of God and a great look into the character and mercy of our Heavenly Father. So should we take such a verse like this and put it on our church sign so that everybody driving by can, quote, claim the verse for themselves? Well, let me answer that question in a roundabout way by asking a different question. This is really important to help us understand how to rightly apply God's word. Is every Bible passage directly about you and me? 
or to even simplify it even more, is every Bible promise claimable by you and me? Can we go to every promise in the Bible and somehow, quote, claim it for our own lives? Well, what about Genesis 12, 1 through 2? God says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt, and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Wow. So is God promising to make you and me into a great nation? To make our name great? To curse anybody that treats us with contempt? Is God making a promise here to you and me also, because I want to claim it if it's available. Is he making a promise to us that all of the people on earth will be blessed like directly through us? No, of course he's not promising to do that. This is a very specific promise to a very specific person, Abram. You and I, we can't just reach out and grab it any more than we can reach out and grab, grab a promise that one person makes to another, but not to us. It wasn't spoken to us. Well, what about Deuteronomy 7.14, where It is said, you will be blessed above all peoples. There will be no infertile male or female among you or your livestock. The Lord will remove all sickness from you. He will not put you put on you all the terrible diseases of Egypt that you know about, but he will inflict them on all who hate you. So do do you and I have a promise from God that we can claim here that says we will be blessed above all peoples like everybody? That'd be pretty cool, right? Do we have a promise that there will be no infertile people among us? Or maybe even better than that, that God will remove all sickness from among us and put that sickness on anybody that hates us? Of course, we don't have a promise like that. That was a conditional blessing and promise pronounced by Moses on God's people, the Israelites, at a certain time, if they would wholeheartedly follow him. Well, spoiler alert, they did not do this and thus did not have that blessing on them. Well, stepping back a bit, going back to Jeremiah 29.11. Is Jeremiah 29.11 a promise that you and I can claim? I don't think so. Let's read the wider context of that promise to see what God is actually saying. Jeremiah 29 verse 10 says, This is what the Lord says, When 70 years for Babylon are complete, I will attend to you and will confirm my promise concerning you to restore you to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, this is the Lord's declaration, plans for your well-being, not for disaster, to give you future and a hope. You will call to me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you. This is the Lord's declaration and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations in places where I banished you. Interesting. See the context there? This is a promise spoken by God to God's people who were in exile at the time, who were banished from their home. Probably most of us listening to this were not literally banished from our home, although I suspect it's possible if you are. And the promise in the context is they would have to wait decades to walk in it. Now, I think it's really quite irresponsible to put such promises and verses on church signs or mugs or t-shirts or Hallmark cards or Christian Hallmark cards, whatever company that that is, or social media posts, because this is not a promise directed at us. Now, can we learn from it? Is it God's word? Of course it's God's word. And in fact, I believe verse 13 has a 
a powerful instructive principle that indicates those who seek God wholeheartedly will find him. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And that principle is actually repeated elsewhere in scripture as a promise. Well, why am I bringing this up? Because I frequently see Psalm 46 verse 5 quoted on social media, especially in a lot of people's profiles, as a promise that God will not allow a particular, well, female in this case, to fail. God is within her. She will not fall. Now, you can find this, quote, promise in tattoos, like literally, and all sorts of social media graphics and probably t-shirts and cards and all that kind of stuff, too. Just go out there and Google God is within her and search through the images you see, and you'll see tons of really well-designed and nice artsy sort of uh, pictures of this promise that people have posted and people are using for, you know, all sorts of items and merchandise. And the problem is, if they, if people read that verse out of context and believe it means that they will never stumble or fall or fail or whatever, my friend, that is not how life with God works. And that is not a promise from God that we will never fall when God is within us. Well, here's the actual context of Psalm 46, 4 through 5, so you can see what I'm talking about. There is a river. Its streams delight the city of God the holy dwelling place of the Most High. God is within her. She will not be toppled. God will help her when the morning dawns. Look, this is God's promise to protect his city, the city of God, which is referred to here with a feminine pronoun. It's actually quite literal. God lives in his city and it, well, she, will never fall. Now, that brings up another question. Why does God's city have a female pronoun? Well, that's a fascinating question. And at this point, I have no idea. Maybe a future episode topic. So, does that mean that some of the women out there that God dwells in will fall? More broadly, does God protect his most faithful people from times of trouble? Does he keep us from trials and tribulations and failures, even ones that overwhelm us? Well, If you've been reading the Word of God for a while, or if you've even been listening to this podcast for just a few episodes, you know the answer is no. God does not keep us, his people, from trouble, tribulation, and falls. But, as our psalm says today, in verses 1 and 2, God is our refuge and strength, a helper who is always found in times of trouble. Hey, that's a promise. Verse 2, therefore, we will not be afraid. Though the earth trembles and the mountains topple into the depths of the sea, he is with us. He is our helper. He is our refuge and strength. Yes, even when the world is going into the sea around us because of natural disasters and, I don't know, pandemics and other things, we will walk through the valley of death and he will be with us. That's a real and genuine promise that you can trust in and rest on. Well, Let's read Psalm 46 together as I gingerly step off of my soapbox, trying not to injure myself. Psalm chapter 46, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible, God is our refuge and strength, a helper who is always found in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not be afraid, though the earth trembles and the mountains topple into the depths of the seas, though its water roars and foams and the mountains quake with its turmoil. Selah. There is a river. Its streams delight the city of God, the holy dwelling place of the Most High. God is within her. She will not be toppled. God will help her when the morning dawns. Nations rage. Kingdoms topple. The earth melts when he lifts his voice. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Selah. 
Come see the works of the Lord, who brings devastation on the earth. He makes wars cease throughout the earth. The earth, he shatters bows and cuts spears to pieces. He sets wagons ablaze. Stop fighting and know that I am God. Exalted among the nations, exalted on the earth. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Well, Psalm 46 verse 10. 10 bears repeating, doesn't it? Stop fighting, or as other translations put it, be still and know that I am God, exalted among the nations, exalted on the earth. That is a wonderful truth. Let's close with our Bible memory passage for the month of August. It is, of course, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 6. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Amen. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.